0: Welcome to What Should I Watch, a podcast to learn about interesting and inspiring Korean TV shows, aka Korean dramas. I'm your host, T, and every week I help a guest with what to watch next.
1: Hi, how are you?
0: It's cold in here.
1: Yes, it is. It's cold outside too. You know, we're meeting the exact opposite of when we met last time. Now it's the evening.
0: But it's only 8.30.
1: Yeah, so for you, you're probably just waking up and feeling good. And me, I'm getting tired and there's not much life in me left.
0: Yeah, and your orange is bad
1: yeah i'm a little little (laughs) congested listeners
0: can probably hear it
1: yeah i apologize for my uh
0: snippy snippy
1: yeah my nasally tone
0: i have to apologize because last week i mentioned that um like i'm trying to do a new style so i i'm trying to not go over an hour
1: oh yeah new style
0: but I was editing and I cut out a lot of stuff, a lot of like, unproductive kind <laughs> of chat.
1: <laughs> unproductive conversation.
0: But it was still like an hour.
1: Jibber jabber. It
0: was still like an hour and what was it, like nine minutes.
1: Yeah, you were close.
0: With the music, it was still an hour and ten minutes. So I'm, this episode, I'm really trying to make it under an hour.
1: Yeah, we have to get serious. Right. You have to get to the point,
0: yes, you know there wasn't uh there when I was in my college undergrad, I had a professor he can just talk like for <laughs> hours, yeah, like you know, and um you know, I went to school in in New York, so sometimes it gets really cold and windy and loud, and you know you're standing on the city sidewalk and and he'll just stand there for like, literally, like, one time I got caught in the conversation for like two hours. Um, you so, you're
1: outside? Yeah, like I'm literally so like on this, after class, he's sitting there yeah. talking to you for Yeah, a like, like,
0: you know, you have another class afterwards, so you go try to get some coffee or something. And then you're coming back into the building, and then you run into him. And he'll just start talking, um, and he just goes on and on and on and on. <laughs> and he's a really interesting guy and he's a really nice guy actually um, he ended up writing me a recommendation letter for my graduate school so <laughs> really I, I am thankful but he just talks forever so there were a couple of um, classmates that know that about him so if we see one of us getting caught in the conversation with him like we'll go like fake things out so we can like, rescue each other
1: right, get it's you like, out of the conversation yeah that's good
0: but I feel like I'm turning into that person. professor yeah
1: you're the one that's talking all does it about. come with age maybe
0: I'm getting old so
1: well I have a confession to make uh, after our after our conversation last time I went in and I started watching Camila why, why is it Blooms. a confession well cause you know normally I wait for you to tell me about it, and we did. You know, we were planning on doing another uh, conversation. So, oh. I wasn't sure if you wanted me to not watch it yet, but I, I just did. I watched it. I watched maybe three or four episodes already. So
0: no, that's fine. I mean, I didn't. I guess I didn't specify, but even if you wanted to watch it i know you're not gonna be able to finish 20 episodes in one week so <laughs>
1: definitely didn't do that but i i definitely watched uh and wanted to keep watching so whenever i had time i tried to watch um, but it was it was really good i enjoyed it and um you know i think uh, some things i was surprised about too. uh i mean not not to give away too much or have any spoilers but i think definitely the murder um aspect you know there's a murder on the loose and they're trying to figure out if it's the same murderer and you know if it's a copycat or so I think the murderer part of the show was a little bit more important than I initially thought from our conversation which I thought was uh which was fine it was good it just uh it surprised me a little bit so all the characters and how they're somehow tied into it you know that part was, uh, was not as clear.
0: Yeah, I think you, you have to watch a little more than a few episodes to get the whole connection right. going between and the characters.
1: Get past that part, too. I mean, right. yeah, you know they have to establish a lot of things in the first few episodes. I also thought um, it was really cool that, you know, I was kind of hung up in our conversation about I was thinking about her being kind of the new girl in town. And how that plays out with the townspeople, and that was my impression of what the show might be about. But in the first episode, I think they skip right to six <laughs> years ahead. Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay, we're not really gonna follow that plotline no, too yeah. much. We're gonna kind of move past that. Although she still is kind of looked at as an outsider. Yeah. Because of what she does and her situation. Right. Which we talked a lot about last episode. I was kind of really excited, the fact that, oh, they're just gonna skip ahead and it's not gonna be that kind of new girl in town and has to make a point and, you know, that kind of thing. We have Carmen again today, she's licking me. Hi, Carmen. Sorry, you're gonna hear dog licking sounds (laughs) and sniffs.
0: You know, I think that's true that, um, and you made really good points um, with everything you just mentioned, but, you know, just because she spent six years in that town she's not going to be the you know one of the t- town people right Like, it's um, not because it's a, it's a drama it I think it's just a general um, I don't know Is, do you think it's like that in America let's say I moved to um, I don't know somewhere in like Wyoming.
1: Yeah, I'm probably
0: going to be like a newbie <laughs> after six years. People right. will say like if you were born and raised and your parents were born and raised in that small farming or, you know, some like a mountain town. Right. And somebody moves from the big city. I, I would think I will still be called like newbie. Or yeah. Like the new girl after 10 years. Right.
1: Yeah. I, that's that's it. That's the reason I think it's the small town versus the city like right. you know if you move somewhere to a big city like New York or LA after you've been there for four or five years you're kind of you know you kind of know your stuff right. you're you're kind of a veteran because you're constantly new people coming in yeah. you know to those cities but
0: and I think people just don't care like
1: yeah they're not
0: like whether you're from here or not or whatever like, there's enough people to live. Yeah.
1: here to you know dissipate that that sort of thing um, or you can just find a new group of people to hang out with you know but yeah, in a small town, you come in six years is nothing. You get the feeling that these townspeople in the show have been there for you know their whole lives, which right. is fifty years. So six years is still yeah, you're not going to make a, an impression yeah. yet, I would not think.
0: So I mean, you're right. Um, you know, and I think that's good about that's what they did good with that drama. That, like you said, they didn't focus too much on her transition. Right. But just because they said six years later doesn't mean that she's blended in so there's still perspective of sh- her being the new girl and also because you know her occupation in the town and things that are happening with her so yeah
1: well she's been in there long enough to just get on everybody's nerves
0: <laughs> yeah
1: with her uh, bar uh, place that she runs um, it creates a lot of conflict and uh, so that's really interesting So, yeah, lots of conflict possibilities. You know, the interesting thing for me now is I've watched a few episodes and I really have no idea where it's going. (laughs) And that's really rare for me. So, yeah, I literally have no real idea I mean there's a couple possibilities so you've got the the love interest which we talked about but it doesn't feel like that's actually going to happen I just it could but it feels like it's pretty long shot Um, at the same time I feel like they're going to become friends and you know it's going to develop the other thing is you've got you know the characters uh, the lawyer and the landlord I don't know what conflicts going to happen with that. Um, you have the killer. I don't know what's going to happen with that. I don't know who the killer is or if that's going to be a bit in- impact. Um, you have the father that came into the picture. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with the kid. Like, there's just so many possibilities. <laughs> like, you know, it's just really interesting now. And I don't think I get that a lot with shows. Normally, there's some line that you're going to kind of follow as a viewer but right now I don't know what's going to happen the other thing that was really impactful in the first few episodes was they were teasing someone's death right? which uh, you are to assume that maybe it could be one of the lead characters if not the lead character and uh, that is interesting so I'm not sure if that's really going to be you know what they're saying or if they're trying to trick you or misdirect you or it's just very straightforward hey this is actually who you think it is that's di- that's died so that's kind of really curious too
0: i think it's um i think you're right about you don't know where this is gonna go and that's probably why this show did really well because a lot of times I mean, predictable doesn't mean it's not going to be popular. Right. Um, because, you know, some of the, like, like quasi-soap opera I watched, you know, they're very predictable, but I still watch. Right. And I laugh at myself, like, you know, when I talk with my friends and talk about some of the soap operas we watch, like, we laugh at ourselves. Like, why do we keep watching this and wasting our time, you know? <laughs> but... um.
1: Yeah, it certainly doesn't have to be like a bad quality, you know. At the same time,
0: if it's like unpredictable and there's a lot of characters, like you just mentioned, you literally just you know displayed, listed all the characters, and they could be just too much and all over the place. Uh,
1: Yeah, but it 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 fits together, you know. They've definitely like I guess you'd call it exposition, but developing like the storyline you know right slowly. it didn't feel
0: distracting no it yeah. was, and it
1: was all very natural because of how they were all connected you know right. it's not a kind of like oh there was that famous movie script Crash way back oh yeah, that yeah. Won the it Oscar. was like an omnibus and one of the th- things that was so great about that, I guess, is what people thought is the way it was written with all these storylines and how they come together. I mean, it's not that. They're they're not trying to throw you off, you know, and say, okay, we don't know how any of these people are connected. No, it all just kind of happened. The story was told in a way that made you interested in all these people, and now they're they're all connected. The same way that, you know, they would be connected in a small town. So uh, it's very natural. It's just really interesting that there's no... There's no one storyline that is leading me somewhere I feel like predictable. So that's really kind of cool because it, it actually makes me want to watch and, and kind of really see if, as opposed to what you're saying too, something that is leading you in a direction and you want to watch it because you want to see what how, how it resolves, right? <laughs> There's nothing I'd really want to see how it resolves. It's more like I want to see, oh, well, what could, what is going to happen, you know?
0: Right. Well, you know, I think that's why I, I, I feel like I always talk about viewership ratings in almost every episode, but (laughs) this was also one of the um, one of the dramas that year that went over twenty percent. Okay. So twenty percent of Koreans on the live TV they watched this. Wow. And um, the fiery priest I covered with Mary, Mm -hmm. that was also one of that aired in the same year as this one in 2019 and that was over 20 percent viewership uh. and i think the common factors between the two dramas is that it's not if you were to categorize those dramas yeah you can't put them in one genre okay it's you know
1: they're not def- easily definable
0: right it's you can't really call it romance you can't call it thriller it's not comedy it's a little bit of everything right and i think that just tells you how demanding maybe Korean viewers are now, <laughs> you know, right. they they're just not interested in one simple style, right? You know,
1: well, and these two shows were, I guess, they were competing against each other then at the time, right?
0: No, I think it it was like one after another. Okay, so the same year. I can't remember at the same time. Maybe I can't remember which one was first, but it was just the same year. Um. So yeah, this one, The Camellia Blooms, When The Camellia Blooms, it's like, it's kind of promoted as a rom-com, but um, really the kind of like the true theme of the show is about, um, like like I mentioned in the previous episode, it's love, but not the love between men and women. It's the love in the community in. Paternal, paternal... Right. Um,
1: yeah, I definitely don't feel... It doesn't feel like a rom-com. But there are... That storyline is there.
0: But then it's also funny, too, you is, know? It is fun to watch. Did you watch the scene where the... Um, the optician guy was introduced?
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I did. Yeah, that guy is great. And, right? Uh, you know, he. I remember seeing him. He was the... It's not okay to be. It's okay to not be okay. Yeah. He was. Yeah, the he, he was played there. an autistic. Yeah, he played play an autistic brother. Yeah. That was the first time I saw him, and he was really good in that. And so seeing him in this role was, uh, yeah, it's really funny. It, he's just a funny character, and I feel like the, uh, you know, honestly, I feel like the women in this show have more weight. They carry uh, more they're seen as like more intelligent they're seen as more together they're seen as like more controlling like almost like it's a maternal society because all of the powerful people the lawyer is a woman the lead character is a woman and the men are just kind of like you know like we talked about last time they're kind of like puppies they're just kind of falling around and they don't know what to do and (laughs) not super intelligent and uh yeah
0: you know it's amazing that you only watched the first few episodes and you already kind of figured out what this drama is about because i really think the writer is trying to talk about the women huh. um really how strong women are you know in especially in korean society women are very suppressed i mean now they're you know they are talking about feminism and women's rights and right. all that but you know still largely generally speaking women are, you know, more suppressed than the Western society, but I think all the female characters in this show, um, our lead Dongbaeg, Camilla girl, and her part-timer friend, um, or frenemy, depending on where you are, (laughs) what episode you're watching that and then um you know the chairwoman of the business association um she's also another female character that shows um the strength of women right um like you said the you know the lawyer um she's really just kind of career woman right and then there's a uh, um Dong Baek's mom who comes in later and then um, there's the social influence influencer
1: right girl the who, wife
0: of the baseball player of the baseball player yeah who doesn't really seem to care about her baby it's all about herself you know right. so a lot of a lot of different um, representation oh, yeah
1: representation of, of the female yeah like what, where the like in different ages and different
0: different social yeah. uh, economical background that's, yeah, even that's you know the, the women and the you know the sub characters who like have their business in the marketplace right those sub characters women um, they all represent a certain type of you know how women are uh-huh. a certain type of social economical background and characters and how women are how really women happen in historically
1: yeah it's definitely a diverse representation of of all that so that's good
0: there's a um there's this french writer that i like um, and she actually won nobel prize this year oh really was it last year
1: for literature
0: yeah you know this whole covid thing is kind of getting me like really mixed up
1: yeah we all lost a few years
0: was it last year this year anyway so she won nobel literature uh, her name is ani Erno. ani Erno. okay is her name she always writes about female like women and her motto is that she does not write something that she never experienced so it's oh, it's all, all her
1: own experience
0: in a way Right. Uh, no matter...
1: Or she's talking about a subject of something that happened to her that she experienced right. on so some level.
0: She, one of her interviews, she specified, I don't write anything that I have not experienced in person. Okay. That's her motto. But her topics are like kind of dark um, about abortion and disease and poverty and experiencing those things as women um when you think about france it's pretty advanced even a lot more advanced and liberal than america but
1: well they like to discuss and have a discourse which is important for moving a society along you know you have to bring up these topics and talk about them right. and debate them and the french people have no problem debating things <laughs> right <laughs> i mean that's my impression anyway yeah uh, americans are you know, they'll talk about democracy and they'll debate, but they'll also, you know, they're very repressed in a lot of areas. So they don't always, aren't always open to new ideas and discourse.
0: Yeah. Well, I noticed that Ani Erno is also so sort of popular in Korea. So I wonder if this drama writer, oh. if she was semi influenced or if she ever read her books. But this drama, When the Camellia Blooms, it reminds me a lot of Annie Erdow. Who? If anyone wants to read her book, it's really... Um, I'm not sure how in like English you would pronounce it.
1: So her name is Annie Ernal? That might be how you pronounce it in English. In English, I'm not sure, but it's E-R- Annie Ernault. E R N A U X.
0: Really good stuff. I highly, highly recommend. You pick up any of her books; it's gonna be great.
1: So she won the Nobel Prize.
0: Yes, but any. My point is that you know, just the drama re- remind me a lot about her stuff, right. Annie Ernault, because of um, topics related to female, right, and female women's struggle. And victory and perception, and, uh, prejudice, all of the things that we talk about when it comes to women, women in history.
1: That reminds me of like what's happening in other parts of the world right now.
0: Oh yeah, you yeah. Have,
1: you know, people are speaking up in Iran and China and all that stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, you know when you mentioned that. In France people don't have problem you know bring up the issues and discussing you know right. I think that's sort of the changes that's happening in Korea I'm not there and I don't live there anymore so I'm not sure but from what I've seen in the news and online communities and I think that's sort of the changes happening in Korea and I think that's why dramas like this can be made Right you know this is drama the single mom is the main character right you know i think i can't remember exactly but it was not not too long ago there was a character and i think the character was living with boyfriend or something like that and right. it was controversial right like people talked about it like should should that character be in a tv that everyone watches right you now and I, it was just maybe like ten years ago, or I can't remember. It, I'm not talking like I'm definitely not talking about fifty years ago. It was pretty recent, and people talked about it.
1: Well, you know that brings up an interesting point. Something I think I may have talked to you about before, but they, that show was still made, and it was still it was still on air right. by somebody, right? Right. Even though it was controversial, <laughs> and right. so I, I feel like that's something that happens a lot. I see. A lot of the shows that come out that I watch, they're dealing with very controversial topics about problems in society, right? With women or like how they're perceived and the, the things that they're trying to do for themselves. And I think about that. I think, well, I'm watching this and, you know, I get it but at the same time someone there like might not have that same impression yet it right. was still made and it's still out there. And it's like, right. that's also pushing that conversation further. Right. right. It's just, uh, somebody somewhere is, is like obviously letting it happen, you yeah. know? And, yeah. uh, that's the way that you get those things to change. But yeah. So do you think that shows like that help push the envelope or do you think people actually pay attention to them? Those kind of issues by watching the show? Do you know what I mean?
0: No.
1: So if it's something controversial that's being played on TV, do you think that changes people's perceptions?
0: Yes, for sure.
1: Okay. So it has it has an impact, right? It's not just like, "Oh, we're writing that off and we're not gonna watch
0: that no I think I think it that definitely does affect people maybe I shouldn't say for sure because like I said You're I not'm not there, not there. <laughs> but you know there is' a this show that just came out um I'm not sure I think you know what I think it's on it's on Netflix it's uh um I think the title is like a uh, um wicked lawyer young okay. something like that um it's about this autistic lawyer.
1: Oh, it's the the lawyer Woo or attorney yeah. attorney Woo attorney Woo. Yeah, like that. yeah, that's really popular among Americans. I think
0: it was. I mean, it was huge in Korea, and it did really well on Netflix worldwide. Um,
1: I think they did a good job of promoting it. And, you know, because it, it seems like people were talking about it in America too.
0: Oh yeah, and I think it was. It makes sense that why it was so popular in America. America has huge focus on um, ADHD and treating people disabilities and and stuff. Yeah. Um, Whereas in Korea, people with disability has you know just such a tough society to live as a a disabled person. It's just really difficult society. Um, a lot of people are prejudiced, and right. you know have certain opinions, which is very shameful. Right, and I think with this drama, what it did was it kind of shed different light on the people with the uh, ADHD or um, maybe you know different types of a mental disability. Um, it's not always looked at as you know. You know, I mean, people. I often see like you know people on like online community people don't go see a doctor because they don't want that to be on their health record right wow like literally I mean I feel like at my work people talk about like oh I forgot to take my depression pill or something like that you know (laughs) right I mean they wouldn't like super openly talk about it but at the same time I think you know in America, people are kind of like talk about like, yeah, I have to go see my counselor or something like, you no. Know.
1: Yeah, I think I think especially this past generation. Yes. Yeah, I think it's taken a long time, but this generation is finally starting to talk about these things. Yeah. But, and that's probably not quite there yet in Korea, right?
0: I think Korea is way behind America when it comes to disabilities and um, mental health, all that. So th- that drama... Lawyer Wu um, definitely impacted positively to change some of the mis uh, prejudice and misconception about people with mental disabilities and um, I know some people didn't like the representation of it but from what I understood the majority of the public opinion was you know it was viewed very positively yeah um so yeah the single mom i mean you look at the first episode like i mentioned the last episode yeah. the first episode of this drama her line is you don't have to have a husband to right. have a kid you know that kind of line like you would never expect to hear that in the public tv drama like 10 years ago
1: right well and you, you probably wouldn't expect someone to just say that in public right right that too. <laughs> in general So the attorney Woo is that one that we're going to be talking about in future? Are you (laughs) going (laughs) to? I'm not sure. (laughs) I haven't.
0: I haven't watched it, and Um, I'm actually watching something else that I want to talk about. Oh, good. With you, yay! Um, And this is very unique drama. Mm. And that guy, the uh, optician guy, he's also in this show. Oh, he's in that one too. Cool. Yeah,
1: he's good. I like him.
0: Yeah. So yeah. I think you're right the murder is it's not light
1: right it, it plays a big role right in shaping
0: in a way but that's not what the whole drama is about it right i think the uh the writer put that in the first episode yeah so kind of like as a bait yeah but then as you watch i mean you've watched it up to like third or fourth right. episode like, you kind of like,
1: forget about it until right. they have like an episode where they focus on it
0: right and you, they
1: kind of it's kind of like a framework right they're kind of saying like <laughs> the the show how i met your mother you ever heard of that show in i America? did but i never watched it i never watched it either but apparently in the first episode they set that premise up of like the whole point is that you're trying to figure out who the mother is out right. of this group of friends
0: oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah, so
1: that but you don't ever talk about it again right. it's just like little teases every couple of seasons yeah. you know over how well there
0: are tv shows korean tv shows that that, do that too, right? really popular there's whole franchise of reply oh yeah series like reply yeah. in 1997 and mm-hmm. 19 i think 88 and there's 1994. 1990, 94, yeah. that whole reply franchise was huge And that's the premise of the show. The first episode, you see a girl marrying someone and they were all like friends growing up together, like six or seven kids all together. So you're trying to figure out who she ended up with. Right. But like throughout the show, it's really about like visiting old memories. And, you know, if you went to school, if you grew up in that time frame, like in the 90s or 80s, um, Yeah, I feel like that's been you just enjoy that.
1: I mean, it's a good device. It's not the like you said though. You're you're right. It's not the most important.
0: But in this show, that's not what this show is about. Right. It's
1: not a in this show. It's not as it's not like it's not the like only the only thing the, going on.
0: Yeah, that's not the objective of the show. Right. Yeah. You know, who's the killer? That's not right. Whereas you know how I how I met your mother or Reply franchise. That is the objective. Like who's the husband? Who's the mother? You know. But this show when the camellia blooms. Figuring out, the, figuring out the killer is not the objective. Right. I think it's kind of used more to highlight kind of marginalized female character. Like how, um, you know, there's lawyer character, the female lawyer. She's the career woman. And there are market women... And then there is single mother, right? So I think the killer device is really just it's like I said, it's just a device to highlight the theme. I don't think I should say more because it can be spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) So while I was preparing for this recording, I was looking up the meaning of flower camellia. Remember, we talked about it last episode, like we none of us knows like the flower meaning
1: or if it was related to the show or the book or
0: right and it's bad I they do talk about it in the show like cause her name is Camellia so yeah. with Hyangmi the part time girl they talk about the meaning of the flower and um but I forgot so the meaning of Camellia flower is I love you more than anyone else
1: oh wow
0: that's the meaning of the flower um Camellia
1: Huh, that's really, that's really.
0: So I think if you are confessing your love to somebody, you know how like guys bring a rose to girls, but really I think it should be camellia. Yeah. I love you more than anyone else, right?
1: (laughs) You can start a new trend. (laughs) Camellia. What is this? Why did you give me a camellia? Why didn't you give me roses? Look it up. (laughs) 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 And you'll know well the, that that makes me think too that
0: uh it
1: has to do with the love story but maybe not
0: well what's interesting is it's okay so this is maybe not interesting to you but this is super interesting to me there's a famous old korean song it's really there's a certain genre it's a um, old old korean song I mean it's 19, 1964, so maybe not that old, but
1: <laughs> not that old as far as Korean, since they go back thousands and thousands of years. Right. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty old.
0: Um. Yeah, and it's a certain type of song. It's a certain style genre of song, but it's called Camellia Lady. Hmm. And this song is like, um, like a symbol of that genre the genre is called trot
1: trot 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 it's like a dance trot yeah trot yeah
0: and i don't know why it's called trot because you definitely
1: the song genre yeah the style of music genre right. is called trot and it's
0: very very old school and for some reason it's coming back the young generation is enjoying huh. it now but it's like something the you know current teenagers would listen to I don't know something that came out in like Chaplin era <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be something they're, like
1: they're enjoying it
0: uh, that would be the comparison I can think of right now um, it's kind
1: of like the uh, in the 20s it was the like the Charleston style music yeah the,
0: yeah exactly
1: the uh, the flappers
0: right the flappers yeah perfect yeah But that's how this style of music is perceived in Korea. It's like something you play. Like If you get together with your grandparents, you play music like this. Um, But the song is called The Camellia, Camellia Lady, and it's one of the popular songs of the genre. And the first line of the lyrics I think even the young kids know that first line because it's played on like a lot of shows or even like right Mm -hmm. you know like talk show if the the first line is for countless nights i cried and cried because of the pain as if cutting out my heart
1: oh wow yeah that's just longing and heartbreak and right the whole
0: song is kind of sad it's a sad song and how do
1: you say the first line in korean (laughs)
0: Hey <laughs> <su-op-si, su-man-im-baman. laughs> Okay. Sorry, maybe I'm not supposed to sing. That sounds ba- that sounds my better than English. my friends are gonna laugh at me now. They're gonna start texting.
1: I think everyone enjoyed your singing, yeah. Um so it's kind of the music's kind of got a code to it now. Music's there's, there's attached to an idea, right? So when you hear it in Korean you immediately evokes a certain time and place
0: and sadness and sadness and longing and all of that.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So, that, that makes sense.
0: I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure everyone who heard this title before this show started airing, they probably th- thought about this song because that's how big this song is Okay. and that's how big the sentiment, right? Like in the song brings to Koreans so i was looking it up and then i was like well i wonder if there's any relevance to this camellia lady song and mm-hmm. the drama when the camellia blooms and i didn't know this song was actually the it came out in 1964 as a um title song of a popular radio drama you know like back in the day there's like a radio drama yeah i think there is still radio American, shows. like radio shows yeah yeah and the radio show is actually called Camellia Lady. Oh, okay. And the main character in that radio show actually works at a bar called Camellia.
1: Okay. Well, there's definitely something going on there. And
0: the this radio show is about a girl in a southern island village in Korea. And she falls in love with a college student, which is a big deal back in the day because everybody was poor out of Korean War. And nobody has the money to even go to, you know, grade school. So somebody from college uh, falls in love with this island girl.
1: With a nobody.
0: Yeah. But then she becomes a single mom and then later meets the guy again. But then eventually they go on their own way. So that's why the song is so heartbreaking and Uh. all that. So it's there's definitely similarities. So I think the writer might have got a like a small motive.
1: Well, without a doubt, they were probably influenced either by the song or the radio show or by both.
0: But here's another one.
1: And they said, "Okay, I'm going to write a series on this that's based on this type of character, you know." Cuz they just pulled the character of the the lady with the bar and the in the right. single mom. That's I mean, that's yeah, that's definitely.
0: Okay, but then like what about this? You know, um the the opera La Traviata?
1: Yeah. I don't know it super well but I'm aware of it yeah.
0: Well, I, I like opera and that's why my dog is Carmen cuz Yeah. Carmen, yeah, Carmen is my favorite opera character. Um So La Traviata is actually is made into opera from a book called um in French cuz la dame aux camélias. Uh
1: but La Traviata is uh, Italian, right?
0: Right. The book is written by the son of Alexandre Dumas. Oh, okay. How do you say it in English?
1: <laughs> it reminds me of uh, it's Dumas. I mean, you'd say that. Dumas. Yeah, but in uh, the Shawshank Redemption. Uh huh. If you ever saw that movie.
0: I watched it when I was too young. I don't so remember anything.
1: One of the things they do—they're in prison and they make a library. Yeah. And they get all these books from like outside places oh, and yeah. this <laughs> one of the criminals is in there and he's like dumbass. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> he goes Alexander dumbass and he's like <laughs> I just know ne- I'll never forget that cuz <laughs> it made such an impression. He's like Dumb-, but it, the way he said it is really funny. He's like dumbass cuz he was like dumbass. Like it says dumbass <laughs> and then the lead character who is the librarian Tim Robbins he's like it's Dumas. He's like, you like that? That's about a prison break. And it was... Uh, <gasps> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so every oh time God. I hear that, I think of that. Wow. Dumbass. Wow.
0: <laughs> oh my God. But it's the son, not the actual Dumas, as we know. So but the it's, it's his the son became a writer son. as well. His son is also a writer, or was a writer. And then he wrote a book called La Dame aux Camellias. Okay. Which means The Lady of Camellias. Wow.
1: So that was probably 18...
0: But guess what so this Hundreds? book the main character is a like a high society prostitute right so it's really i, I was like we I mean, really i started looking up the meaning of the flower yeah and then it kind of put me into into this rabbit hole of yeah, like it went down like, the wormhole like what is this about like <laughs> why why are these all related yeah you know?
1: that's really cool everything's related you know, a good writer tends to do what you did.
0: You mean research?
1: With, yeah, exactly. <laughs> when they have an idea about something, they start finding relationships, right? Oh. But I, I, I'm I, curious now as to what inspired the series because there is a lot of background. It wow. sounds like it was, it was definitely related to the song. Like, it could have been they were just listening to the song one day and like, oh, you know what? There's a story here that would be interesting to tell and then kind of take from whatever, you know, their experiences are.
0: Whatever motivated the, the writer, I can tell she or he, I think it's she, is a really good writer. Yeah. You know, I, the writer's yeah. name is Im Sang-chun. And, you know, like, in English, if you hear somebody's name, like, Nicole, uh huh, most likely it's going to be a girl, right? But if you hear... Like, there are some names, like unisex names. Yeah. You can't tell. For both. Um, but let's say you hear someone's name, Dorothy. Probably going to be, like, a grandmother's age. <laughs> yeah. Right?
1: My grandmother's name was Dorothy. Oh, was she Dorothy? <laughs> <laughs> so that's the first thing I thought of. It was Dorothy.
0: Um, if you hear now, like...
1: Yeah, it's not a gonna... name that kids are calling right. their you know, kids these days.
0: So this writer's name, Im Sang-chun in Korean. It's hard to tell the gender of this writer. Uh, And you can kind of assume this person will be at least 40 and up. So when I first heard the name, I was like, okay, maybe a new writer. I don't think I've heard this name before. Um, But turned out it's uh, um, the pen name.
1: Oh, okay. So they wrote under a different name. And
0: I think it's she, because um, she said in her interview, "It's I wanted to have a pen name that no one can guess my gender or age. Right. Because I don't want to be judged by...
1: Yeah, you don't want to be judged based on any of those things. Discrimination. Right. Basically
0: yeah. discrimination. and So she made this name so
1: that's the perfect name huh
0: and i think she did she did a really good job because i couldn't (laughs) tell so i'm like okay this person knows like knows what she's doing or what he's doing
1: well isn't that interesting too because that's what
0: this drama is about right because as a single mom she's fighting all the prejudice
1: yeah and discrimination yeah and perception yes well the uh A lot of great writers back in the day, you know, especially in like English writers, that's what they would have to do to get jobs, you know? Right. That book, Little Women.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: You know, she wants to be a writer, but no one's going to hire her. So she has to do like a male pen name. I think it was Little Women. I don't know. That's been a common theme where people, where females would write under a male name to get jobs because they couldn't get jobs as females.
0: You know, speaking of a pen name... Another French writer I really, really like. And some of his books influenced me a lot in both good and bad ways, I think. In retrospect. I I think in English you say Roman Gary. (laughs) It's probably how you would say it.
1: Roman Gary. (laughs) Bonjour. (laughs) I am Roman Gary.
0: Yeah, you're pretty good, actually. Oui. He had a pen name as... Emil Ajar
1: Ajar. Hmm.
0: And Emile. he won some like award with that pen name. Nice. And I think it I think he might have chosen the name because there was a law that you can't win the the award twice hmm. or something.
1: So he <laughs> he picked a new persona?
0: I think that's what I read.
1: That's interesting.
0: Yeah,
1: writers are so creative aren't they
0: yeah they are
1: you know the movie Adaptation
0: I remember the poster it's like a head sideways
1: yeah well the writer of that said it was written by him and his twin brother and because he wasn't well known they believed him and he I think either was nominated and won the Academy Award as twins but then he's just him
0: another aspect that shows how talented this writer is that you know the murder is introduced and it's sort of resolved semi-resolved um let's say like 20 episodes i cut it in half like episode 10 so in like episode i think it was nine it's semi-resolved
1: oh they get a breakthrough in the case or you get a break oh yeah from... they get a breakthrough in the case okay. so then then it's like oh okay the case is kind of over at that point
0: it's sort of okay. um it's still going on until the end oh, okay. and it's kind of uh you know it's kind of like a waveform goes in and out like when you think about like cosine and right. sine, like that it's a waveform it goes in and out of the show But, you know, so after episode 10 or 9-ish, really, I think the focus of um, this whole love theme comes more into play. And it could be the love between Dongbaek and the cop Yongshik, but it's really the love between... Like and her mom, and some other characters' family, the love between their families that I can't mention right now. Okay,
1: so family relationships.
0: Right. And I think a lot about, uh, yeah, I mentioned, you know, different types of love in the previous episodes, but really, I think the biggest one is motherly love in this show. Uh Because, first of all, I mean, she's a single mom. Right. You know, she cared about her baby despite the difficulties that she's going to face as a single mom. She chose to have a baby.
1: Right. And then her mother comes back into the show and, and her, her mother. Her mother comes back into her life.
0: Right. And then her mother has a story, too. So right. that that's a big going to be a big spoiler. So I can't say that. But there's a line I remember, you know, she kind of decides to go out with a cop um, I mean, of course, you can probably assume that's going to happen in this show, At some right? Point, yeah. At some point, it's going to happen, yeah. But then she breaks up, and I remember that line, and she says, "I rather want to be a mom than a woman." Hmm. But she says it so casually, like it doesn't have a big, like emotional, like impact. Right. Like she doesn't make it sound like that. It's not dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, yeah, it's not dramatic. You know. That's her reason. I mean, it still stays with me. I think about it. Um, That was one of the things that came to my mind when I decided to cover this drama. You know, I don't know, like it, it just, I don't know why it just stayed with me.
1: Well, it's probably the most important relationship in any human's life is your relationship with your mother. Right. Right. And all of us have it in some form, even someone who doesn't have a mother because that mother carried you for nine months and gave birth to you and they could have shaped your life by giving you up or they're in your life or they leave you, you know? So that's a very important, you know, relationship. Yeah. All that psychoanalyst is always about <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's your mother. Or it's your father <laughs> did that to your mother did that. You know, it's hugely impactful.
0: Yeah, so that's sort of in the ha- second half of the drama. Uh, um, a lot of stories focused on showing what it means to have or not have love from your parents. You know, I, you know, I mentioned paternal love, but it's not only about having paternal love. It's also about not having paternal Because the yeah. Dongbek's son, Pilgu... Um, he, he's basically growing up without knowing like his own dad. Right. And not having that paternal love. Right. So it's also, you know, unprisoned love.
1: Yeah. How it's like how we deal with it. Right. Right. We're either compensating or creating some other device or trying to fill the void somehow, you know,
0: but in a way, I think the, the way it was told in this drama is just so beautiful and without being melodramatic because i think it's told in a way that you we all can relate and these characters are just very personable
1: right well that's good that's a i mean that's a story that you know definitely at this point after being three or four episodes in that's definitely a story that i'm interested in so that's good to hear
0: And I think another important thing in this drama is that how important encouragement is, how important it is for you to get compliments and encouragement, somebody who trusts you, you know, because Dongbaek is always, you know, she really doesn't expect anything in her life anymore. She's basically living day to day. and She's like, okay, I'm a mom, so I'm going to do what moms do. I have to do, as a mom, whatever I can do for my son. She doesn't have herself, really. She's a mom. That's her life. Right. Yongshik, the cop, keeps telling her, like, well, I like you. You're a beautiful woman. I like you. You're great. You're the best. You, you know, and she never really heard that from anyone growing up as an orphan. Nobody really paid attention to her. Right everybody you know anything if she ever heard from anyone it was always anything everything negative so having this person keep telling her that she's great you know i like you you're great that impacted a lot to decide to go out with them
1: right it did something to her confidence level right yeah. Herself
0: and, and in long run too not just you know to decide to go out with this guy but in long run
1: <laughs> that's kind of what he was saying too like eventually I'm going to wear you down <laughs> like you're going to you're going to be charmed by me you know that's right. his confidence too which creates that I think
0: and I think you know later on you, you you'll figure this out but he's confident and he's this positive happy character because of he's background like how he grew up and how he was influenced by and his mother his mother yeah that you will learn later
1: well he he's the kind of guy that isn't gonna be drowning in sorrow he's gonna bounce back and keep a positive attitude you know right feels like
0: so again it all comes back to how you know love is really important how that affects us whether it's from your mom or dad your neighbor, your neighbor who trusts you because Dongbaek gets a lot of encouragement from the chairwoman, business association chairwoman because she empathized with her because she went through a similar time herself uh. after her husband died. Uh. You know, that's why I thought um, when I was naming this episode, love yeah. is all we need. Really. Yeah. So I think it's a good drama to watch in the winter.
1: Ah, when you want to feel loved.
0: Well, this episode is going to be long again. But, so, <laughs> We tried, but, but it didn't work. You know, there are some, some really popular podcasts with a lot of ads.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true.
0: So at least you don't have to listen to ads with us.
1: No ads, not yet. Maybe someday.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, before we go, I just want to mention that You know, good TV shows aren't the same as fun shows or popular shows. I think those are different. There are some shows that intersect good TV show and fun and popular.
1: They can be good. Or good shows can be fun and popular. But they don't. The
0: good shows or good arts in general. Right. It's not the same as fun or generally accepted generally perceived popular
1: yeah I think that's true what's good for the general public and being popular is not always it doesn't mean the content is like meaningful or fulfilling right when you say good that's kind of what you're talking about right
0: right and I think when the camellia blooms this one is one of those that intersect good and popular okay it's fun to watch but also it it's good right you know it's good writing good acting good directing everything good production
1: it's healthy it's good for you good for your soul right i feel like that's the measure of art music yeah you know tv movies good films it's right. like does it do something for you you know is it good for your soul regardless of whether or not it's popular or fun
0: right You know, I recently went to watch this movie and I loved it. I really, really loved it. And the Rotten Tomato rating was super high. Oh, really? I think it was like 95%.
1: And then you're like, wait, did I love it?
0: (laughs) No, I loved it. But there was only one theater in this giant city that was showing that film. Wow. Because I guess people...
1: Don't wanna care.
0: Watch. People don't want to watch it or people don't care, nobody, you know. But I I loved it. Like it was a pretty long movie. And What I mean, was it? We're living in like pretty big like entertainment center of the world kind of city. There was one theater in this giant city that was showing that movie. I forgot the title now.
1: <laughs> oh man.
0: <laughs> I loved the movie and now I forgot the title. I'm telling you, it's The Age.
1: Well, that's good. Maybe uh, you can mention it if you listen next time. (laughs) But yeah, that's... uh,
0: I really can't remember. It's okay. I'm getting old. Um, Anyway, my point was that good shows aren't always the fun shows to watch or popular ones. But I think this one is. So if you haven't started, I highly, highly recommend... To start watching first episode.
1: Yeah, I don't think anyone will be disappointed.
0: Yeah, since you watched first yeah. three or four, and you've been pretty busy with your work, and you still managed to watch for four hours of yeah four and a half really at least yeah. And each episode is a little bit over an hour. Yeah. So four and a half, five hours. So I'm glad you did.
1: Yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm glad you brought it to me.
0: Anything else you want to add?
1: No, I don't think so. Just watch the uh, watch the show, and also um, help out T and make sure you give your five star and you know click on the thing to subscribe so you can get informed about when the next episode will come up. Um, all that's really helpful for her and uh, for us, you know, so we can keep doing this. And uh, hopefully, you enjoy it. If you enjoy it, then just do that to help us out.
0: Wow, I wasn't expecting that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah,
1: why not? I mean... Well, also, um,
0: yeah. if you have any shows that you heard about, and you saw the poster, and you were interested, you just um, send me an email, what should I watch? T at com. And I watched a lot of Korean dramas, so the ones that you are curious about could well be the ones that I watched. So I can cover it in my next episodes.
1: Yeah, I think that's great. You should definitely, if you are curious or there's something you want to know about, or even if you're just looking at this world of Korean dramas, there are so many. And it's sometimes it's hard to know where to start or what to pick next. So if you want some advice or you want to talk about it or ask questions, just send her an email because she will respond and she'll give you great advice. Um, and yeah, she won't steer you wrong. She's, she's only recommended really good shows for me so it's been really good
0: well thank you grant
1: thank you t appreciate it
0: i'll let you go and have uh, the rest of the night off okay it's like 10 o'clock and you look like you've been up until like four in the morning that's close i got up at five